Section 27 of Through Fairy Halls of My Book House. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Through Fairy Halls of My Book House, edited by Olive Bupre Miller. The Dance of the Forest People by Albert Bigelow Payne. Oh, there was a little boy, and his name was Bo went out into the woods when the moon was low and he met an old bear who was hungry for a snack and the folks are still waiting for bocephus to come back for the boy became the teacher of this kind and gentle creature who was faithful in his friendship and was watchful in his care and they travelled on forever and they'll never never sever bocephus and the fiddle and the old black bear the campfire had died down to a few red embers, and the big moon hanging on the treetops made all the world white and black, with one bright splash in the brook below. The little boy, Bosephus, and Horatio, the old black bear, had finished their supper. While the bear played on his fiddle, the little boy had been watching a slim, moving shadow that seemed to have drifted out from among the heavier shadows into the half-lit open space in front of them as the music ceased it drifted back again play some more ratio he whispered again the bear played and again the slim shadow appeared in the moonlight and presently another and another some of them were slender and graceful some of them heavier and slower of movement as the music continued they swung into a half circle and drew closer now and then the boy caught a glimpse of two shining sparks that kept time and movement with each he could hardly breathe in his excitement look here ratio he whispered horatio did not stir shh he said softly my friends the forest people the bear slackened the music a little as he spoke and the shadows wavered and drew away then he livened the strain, and they trooped forward again eagerly. Just then the moon swung clear of the thick trees, and the dancers were in its full flood. The boy watched them with trembling eagerness. A tall, cat-like creature, erect and graceful, swayed like a phantom in and out among the others, and seemed to lead. As it came directly in front of the musicians, it turned full front toward them. It was an immense gray panther." At any other time Bo would have screamed. Now he was only fascinated. Its step was perfect, and its long tail waved behind it like a silver plume, which the others followed. Two red foxes kept pace with it. Two gray ones, a little to one side, imitated their movements. In the background a family of three bears danced so awkwardly that Bo was inclined to laugh. "'We will teach them to do better than that.' he whispered. Horatio nodded without pausing. The dancers separated, each group to itself, the gray panther in the foreground. Spellbound, the boy watched the beautiful swaying creature. He had been taught to fear the painter, as it was called in Arkansas, but he had no fear now. He almost felt that he must step out into that enchanted circle and join in the weird dance." New arrivals stole constantly out of the darkness to mingle in the merrymaking. A little way apart, a group of rabbits skipped wildly together. 
while near them a party of capering wolves had forgotten their taste for blood. Two plump coons and a heavy-bodied possum, after trying in vain to keep up with the others, were content to sit side by side and look on. Other friends, some of whom the boy did not know, slipped out into the magic circle, and after watching the others for a moment, leaped madly into the revel. The instinct of the old days had claimed them when the wild beasts of the forest and the wood-nymphs trod measures to the pipes of Pan. The boy leaned close to the player. "'The rest of it,' he whispered. "'Play the rest of it.' "'I am afraid they have never heard it before.' "'Play it, play it,' commanded Bo excitedly. There was a short, sharp pause at the end of the next bar, then a sudden wild dash into a second half of the tune. The prancing animals stopped as if by magic. For an instant they stood motionless, staring with eyes like coals. Then came a great rush forward, the grey panther at the head. The boy saw them coming, but could not move. "'Sing!' shouted Horatio. "'Sing!' For a second the words refused to come, then they flooded forth in the moonlight. Bo could sing, and he had never sung as he did now. "'Oh, our singing, yes, our singing, all our friends to us tis bringing, for it sets the woods to ringing, and the forest people know that we do not mean to harm them in their dancing, nor alarm them. We are seeking but to charm them with the sounds of long ago.' At the first notes of the boy's clear voice the animals hesitated. Then they crept up slowly and gathered about to listen. They did not dance to this new strain. Perhaps they wanted to learn it first. Bo sang on and on. The listening audience never moved. Then Horatio played very softly, and the singer lowered his voice until it became like a far-off echo. When Bo sang like this he often closed his eyes. He did so now. The music sank lower and lower until it died away in a whisper. The boy ceased singing, and opening his eyes gazed about him. Here and there he imagined he heard a slight rustle in the leaves, but the grey panther was gone. The frisking rabbits and the capering wolves had vanished. The red and grey foxes, the awkward bears, and the rest of that frolicking throng had melted back into the shadows. So far as he could peer into the dim forest, he was alone with his tried and faithful friend. End of section 27